This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, how much are we looking forward to Dunedin Fringe Festival 2022? Yes, it's on from 17 to 27 March. Last evening, the program was launched online. Here to talk more about that, Festival Director Gareth McMillan. Uh, Morena, good to have you with us, Gareth. Kia ora, Jeff, and listeners. I don't know how, whether you've done it before, launched a program online solely. No, that was a first for me. Um, hopefully it lasts, just quietly. <laughs> I'd far rather be in a room with people. Well, I suppose the first thing to say is, uh, yay, we're celebrating uh, that and the Dunedin Fringe is planning to proceed between the 17th and 27th of March. That up to this point cannot have been an easy process to work through, Gareth. Yeah, really difficult call. Um, for us, we're in the privileged position of having a, a program which does have a lot of small-scale events, and those are able to proceed uh, under the alert level red. So obviously... We're realistic. It's going to be a disrupted few weeks. We're advising people check the website because there will be, you know, some regular updates going on. But um, for us, the reason we're going ahead is because uh, we really want to support our artists. If they're able to produce work, then we want to be there for them. And also, you know, at this particular time and place, we think it's really important that there are still some bright things and some things to celebrate in the world. Oh, indeed. Well, you mentioned the artists, Gareth. Um, making a decision around a festival proceeding at this point is not just a question for the administrators. It is a question for the artists as well. You've obviously got great support from them. Yes, and venues too, of course. I mean, everyone's just working really hard with their planning to try and... Um, I mean, people's safety and well-being is kind of the first priority about how can we run events in a way that people feel comfortable about going to in this particular time. Um, and, you know, also it's beholden on us as, as, you know, more resource than a lot of the independent sector to ensure that we're providing good information. Uh, and even, you know, there's obviously ongoing work for that. Even today I've got a, a, a webinar with the Ministry of Culture and Heritage around you know, some of the support payments for independent contractors just so we, we can get that information and then pass that on to our community of artists that, hey, actually this is government support that's available for you. I'm absolutely sure that there'll be many listening today, Gareth, that will go, oh, wow, I, wow, the fringe is on? Oh, great. Um, 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 I really want to go. I really want to support it. I'm feeling a bit nervous. Uh, what can you say about the venues and the way that you are planning uh, for being able to carry this off safely? Yeah. Well, probably if, if anyone out there is feeling nervous, check with the venue. Because ultimately, um, you know, the Fringe is an umbrella organisation, so we don't operate most of the venues in the program. So check with them regarding their own protocols. What I can say, for instance, for the venue that we operate, Emerson's Festival Theatre, Twenty Princess Street, um, you know, we'll do things like obviously under under alert level red, we've had to reduce the capacity. Uh, we've got spacing. You know, staff will all be fully vaccinated and wearing masks. Uh, ventilation in the space. Additional cleaning. Um, you know, just a whole lot of policies and protocols around keeping our, our teams safe so that, um, you know, in the event that someone does become a contact or, you know, returns a positive test, that there's still people that can that, that can step into a role and, and keep things ticking over. So that's that's just a few of the things that, um, you know, that we're working on. And obviously we're, we're going to be very, very, working very hard over the next few weeks just to um, do whatever we can to um, ensure that that space is as safe as, as possible. And, and people who do feel comfortable about going out, um, we'll have a good time, a good safe experience. I have to confess, uh, Gareth, that when I heard the festival was planning to proceed, I thought, okay, 
great. I wasn't expecting to see a program as full as it is. It looks like a normal fringe. Yeah, I mean, we have had a few cancellations since the program went to print. We we put we hit pause, and I, I would love to have given our artists a little bit longer. We hit pause for a few days and said, "Listen, we've just moved because this this Pearl fringe. It always seems to be things always seem to be kicking off right when we were um, in production mode. So we went to alert level read just before the program was going to go to print. So we hit pause for a few days and contacted our artists and said, "Listen, you know, have a good think about all of these things, and then let us know if you." Nice idea, Gareth. Um, given that it is a fluid situation, um, we always recommend that people book, and obviously with reduced capacities, that makes it even more important uh, this time around that you secure your spot. Um, so we'll definitely be encouraging bookings here, Gareth, but uh, what what happens in the case of a cancellation of a particular event? We've got really clear refund policy as a result of COVID, um, so you'll be contacted and offered a refund. Um, some people may choose to donate um, that ticket price back to the artist, um, but uh, you know the, the ticket buying patrons out there can rest assured that you know if they book a ticket and the event gets cancelled, either by the festival being cancelled or by the promoter choosing to cancel their event, which might be venue related or staffing related or whatever reason they have for doing that, that they're entitled to a full refund. Um, reading the fine print, less less uh, any transactional fees. Yeah. So, you know. Um, are any of the uh, artists considering online presentations? Yeah, some are. Um, we already had, you know, we already had a good handful of events from international artists that have been presenting um, online work, and so we still we set up a digital platform last year, so we still offer that. Uh, my understanding is a few of the um, sort of existing in-person artists uh, may then offer a you know, sort of hybrid event where there's some, a live component and you can also tune in and see something online. Um, our particular angle as a festival is we're really there to support that decision if, if that's what would people go. But we're also very mindful that for a lot of art and for a lot of creatives, just shifting something to a, to a digital platform isn't, isn't viable in terms of the art or the audience experience. So, you know, it's there if people want it, but um, it's, it's not a particular um, angle that we're pushing hard on. Now, I always put you on the spot every year, and it's always a terrible question to ask you, but um, how would you characterise the the flavour of, of Fringe 2022, and could you give us an idea of kind of the scope of events? Sure. That I mean, you know, I could just sit here and read the programme out here. That'll be, <laughs> take up 10 minutes, which you probably don't have. Um, you know, it's always interesting seeing a few themes coming through. Um, Obviously, some creatives are, are making work based on the experience of the last couple of years, and an interesting one would be the Barden Party, which is uh, coming down from Nelson, uh, and it's a group of creatives up there, including Laura Irish, who at one stage was the director of the Nelson French Festival, and, and, and they were like us. They got hit pretty hard by by the timing of, of various events, and so they've kind of designed uh, a performance of Shakespeare that's, that's 
quite COVID-proof in that they perform on your front lawn. So um, while they're coming to Dunedin, there's a couple of amazing venues they're going to perform at the uh, Opera House in Waitaki uh, and also Lana Castle. And I think there's some other um, availability there. I don't know exactly where they're going. I, I believe at one stage you can, can possibly can contact them and request a performance on your front lawn. So you could sit inside with a with a glass of something pleasant and, and see a troop of Shakespearean actors on your front lawn. Um, likewise, the uh, the raw people um, who performed in, in the um, Dunedin Fringe, their piece Resilience, have, have had that turned into a film. Um, so there's kind of some uh, lockdown-esque themes coming through in work. Another theme that I've, I've sort of picked up on is a couple of shows which are based around intoxication. Maybe that's a lockdown-related <laughs> theme as well, which is quite, that's, that's all that's just come to me now. We've got um, the wonderful, hilarious Tay Radar coming down with the premiere of his, his new show, Intoxicana, which is the history of drugs and alcohol in New Zealand. If you've ever seen Radar perform, he sort of does a hilarious PowerPoint storytelling presentation. But we've also got local comedian uh, Jonathan Falconer, who's a real uh, who's a real star in the making, and he's uh, he's got a doctorate in this stuff. So he's got a show called The Science of Getting High. So um, you know there'll be a couple of different viewpoints on uh, on an interesting subject matter there. Um, we've got some really strong Kopapa Māori shows coming through, particularly Jess Latin, um, who's well known and has just recently been um, puck in the uh, Summer Shakespeare. Uh, so her piece, which has been developed by the Aote Bauti Theatre Lab, um, called The World's First Lovers. So that's really exciting that that's going to be premiering, premiering the festival. Uh, and, and another bit of a first, we've got The World's First Kopapa Māori Opera. Uh, which is being developed by a group of academics and um, one of poet, Chris Z. Uh, that's one that I'm really looking forward to. That's called Silences. Um, yeah, uh, that's probably some interesting themes that are coming through. And then, and then just some other, um, I'm assuming I'm just going to talk some more about some of the incentives. I'm here for that, if, you, if you'll give me the liberty. Just go for it, um, Gareth. Yeah, uh, some other ones. Uh, the Autoporty Hip Hop Puzzles back for the fourth year, bigger than ever. It was really lovely that they got some um, some good support from Creative New Zealand this year. So they've moved to a bigger venue, secret location out in Brighton, um, with buses available from the Optigan, and that's always a really lovely event with the four elements of hip hop coming together, a big old mashup, and lots of uh, amazing performances and, and art being creative. Uh, we've got Jojo Bellini, who's a cabaret performer extraordinaire. Um, some people might have come across her in the Dunedin Fringe uh, last year performing. Uh, the Bondage Queen sings the hits, and she's actually bringing a couple of um, shows to the new Athenaeum Theatre in the Octagon. Um, both very, uh, both sort of based around uh, with a feminine theme. There's, there's one, uh, Agents of Eve, Agent Provocateurs, which is about. Um, uh, you know, Masahari and, and various uh, women in history from that, and another one called Nif- Nifty History of Evil. Um, just continuing the comedy theme, David Karyos is coming back. Um, David Karyos is, is perhaps most well-known for his work on Taskmaster um, of late, but if you've seen his live comedy, it, 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 can, it veers anywhere between outrageous shock comedy to fairly... Traditional stand-up, and now he's kind of a, kind of has found his happy place in the middle. So it's some quite extreme stuff, um, and then just some more traditional storytelling. But you know, he's an amazing performer and very well worth going along. Um, got some lovely uh, visual art, of course. Um, always nice that the Otago Art Society um, have a, have a theme show. Pink is their theme this year, and it's it's lovely that you know there's hundreds of artists involved in that work. Um, and then to the um, exciting group shows like Cargo Bike Art. Um, which is, you know, very well known. 
um, group of local artists who come together and also do some really interesting collaborations that we can with idea services this year. Um, they've got some things like, you know, previously they've had the Raza dancers performing in the skate bowl around the back of the around the back of the clock tower of the railway station. Um, so, you know, you'll see them out and about in the streets of Dunedin and doing exciting things. Um, and then just a final, final mention that this year we're, we're offering some workshops as part of the Fringe, uh, just developing our own Kaupapa as a festival, um, and they're free and available to all creatives. Um, and we've got some really amazing um, people delivering those, including uh, Whamawina, who is a poet, a uh, Pacifica poet from Christchurch. She's actually performing in the French, but also is, has developed a system of wayfinding using a traditional um, Pacifica. She's actually sailed on sailing waka through the Pacific, so she uses a lovely way of um, working with businesses and enterprises and creatives to find your way to your next project and avoid the island doom. So that's, that'll be a really exciting workshop that we're offering. And also we've got um, Borny from the Auckland French coming down doing a Hawara-based work um, and a few other workshops as well. So listen, there's, there's a very, really exciting program there at the moment. Um, we're really looking forward to hosting all those wonderful creatives. Um, and we encourage if all your listeners out there to get hold of a program. Um, some people like the old-fashioned hard copy. There'll be those being distributed around the city even as I speak. But you can get online to fringe.nz, of course, and for, for the most up-to-date um, and so as well. Gareth, uh, looks like an amazing program. Uh, all the very best to you and the team and, of course, all of the artists. Fingers crossed that as many of those events that are planned can go ahead as possible and uh, and uh, that they're well supported in whatever way uh, you feel able. I know one of the suggestions that was made during the launch last night was that, you know, maybe there will be some people who, who go, look, I'd love, I always love to support the Fringe. I want to be able to do it. I just don't feel comfortable at the moment going to something. But maybe I could buy uh, a couple of tickets for a couple of people some good friends of mine who do feel a bit more secure around that. That'd be a nice way to support the fringe as well. However you do it, make sure you do it. You can imagine there's been an immense amount of uh, hard mahi gone into this already to get to the point that it's uh, that it's at. With this beautiful printed program now, now and online, of course, as Gareth has said, 17 to 27 March. Hey, it's still a month away. Uh, <laughs> who knows how it'll look then, but uh, all the very best, to Gareth, to you and the team. Thanks for taking some time to join us here on ORFM. Lovely. Thanks, Jeff. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.